wow okay so i just had a lot of technical difficulties getting this started but hey i'm onto the con you know what's going on you are now tuned into the concast i just want to give a shout out to everybody who lending their ears to this podcast so i can talk my shit you know i'm just here man i'm living any day above ground is a good day that's how i'm feeling i hope you are feeling great um i'm ready to just hop into this topic man i don't even want to bullshit y'all i just want to cut straight to the point um let me just give some background the past two weeks i've been having um a lot has been going on in my mind i feel revitalized i feel reinvigorated with so much new knowledge and information and i just been thinking about how i want to how i want to introduce what i'm talking about and i've been reading for those who for those of you who don't know i look up to malcolm x he's one of my heroes um you know, he just, I fell in love with him, uh, when I was like in, you know, a junior in high school, my teacher gave me the Manning Marable Malcolm X book. Unfortunately, I gave that to a young lady I used to talk to, but she won't give it back to me, so I can't read it, <laughs> but I have read the autobiography of Malcolm X, and it's one of my favorite books, and I recommend it to everybody. I actually just finished it for the second time, um, but wow, like, what can I say? It's such an amazing book, guys. You guys have to go get it. You guys have to read it. Um, I really recommend it to everybody, black, white, Asian, yellow. I don't even care. You know what I mean? I don't care what color what color you are. You need to read that book. Um, one of the things I think about commonly when we look up to heroes, when we look up to our... You know, I never idolize a man. You never idolize any mortal. Never. But there are people who I highly respect and highly regard and I would look to them for advice or look to them for counsel. And Malcolm X is one of those people, you know. I have posters of him on my wall, all that stuff, man. Like, I just, I'm I'm so entrenched in his philosophy and his ideas about, you know, the black experience. Now, a lot, I'm not going to say, like, a lot of the things he, you know, he might have been, especially towards women. I might differ on uh, opinions about that. Um, but as far as, like, empowering black people and building economics and building self accountability in black people those are things in self-respect those are things that i highly believe in um commonly though when we think about these people such as malcolm x martin luther king gandhi um shit george washington for some people bruce lee for me um you know anybody that we hold as innovators leaders or great people of their time we often we often look to their good side we often look to the good things that they've done in life we often look to the positivity um that they stood for in life you know what i mean i'm not talking about negatives i'm talking like negative people like because who idolizes negative people i mean i guess it's debatable some people do but when it comes to our heroes right there's something that we have to accept, and that is that they're human. And oftentimes, we overlook that characteristic. We overlook that relationship that we have to that other person, which is in human, which is embedded in flesh and bone and skin and having a heart, a mind. You know what I mean? Coming from one source, coming from one, being one of many. You know what I'm saying? I always say one of many, many of one. You know what I mean? We're all, we're all human. You know what I'm saying? We all share life. Um, 
it always makes me think about substance versus symbolism. And sometimes I can't tell the difference. No, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Sometimes I can't tell which I should focus on when it comes to a person. Should it be all the good things that Malcolm X has done? Or should I, and you know, should we focus on all the good things that a person has done and just wipe all the negative stuff under the rug and jam it in the closet? You know what I'm saying? Or should we focus solely on the negatives? You know what I'm saying? Should we, soak it, should we focus solely on the negative aspect of a person and totally disregard the positive things that they've done? See, to me personally, I can't choose one or I can't choose either. You know what I mean? I can't solely focus on the positives of a person and disregard the negatives. In the same way, I can't disregard the positives of a person and only focus on their negatives. See, humans are born with potential. Humans are energy. Humans are potential energy. And depending on their nurture and their nature really goes, uh, really will turn out their outcome. You know what I mean? Will really produce the outcome of what they will be in life. You know what I'm saying? And that's just kind of like a product of life. You know what I mean? Like you go around and wherever you are and your friends, uh, the, the location you live, um, the physical things you're doing, all of that has an effect on you. You know what I mean? But that's kind of like off on a tangent. We have to recognize that humans are flawed. And we have to recognize that our heroes are flawed. I don't listen to this gentleman. Um, what's his name? Uh, JPEG Mafia. But he had a uh, a concept album, which is uh, All Your Heroes Are Cornballs or something like that. Um, which I kind of like. I kind of like that title. I never listened to the music. Not really a huge fan of him. But I really like that title. And that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that you have to break down when you are analyzing a person, when you analyze your heroes, I can go through a lot of different, uh, a lot of my heroes and point out the flaws that they had. You know what I mean? Um, let's look at MLK. You know, Dr. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King is one of the greatest black men to ever live. And though he might have been on integration and I do have some differing opinions on what he did, he still can't not be recognized. You know what I mean? He he has to be recognized within black history, within black leaders, within the civil rights movement. With You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't not have Dr. King and not have a Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? But let me focus more on Dr. King. Dr. King had white prostitutes. Dr. King was cheating on Claretta. And she knew. And the FBI tried to use that against her. And, you know, she held it down. She said, yo, I don't, I don't even care. You know what I'm saying? Because his message and his dream is more important than him cheating. Now, what do we see Dr. King as? We see him as a religious leader, a religious figure. He comes from the black church. He comes from the south. The power of God is strong within that man. He was a preacher. And it is known that preachers, especially the black church, is very corrupt. See, it's not just the black church, though. It's church in general. These institutions are corrupt. And if you didn't know that by now, I need you to wake up. 
But Dr. King is supposed to be a man of faith, faithful to his woman, faithful to his dream, faithful to God. But what was he doing? He was having sex with blonde hair, blue-eyed prostitutes. He was having sex with all kinds of women, black and white. But do we ever tell you that in the history books? No. Because why? Why would we tell why would we tell a young black child who is looking up to black heroes and black I I'm not going to say idols, black leaders, black figures? How are we going to tell them that Dr. King, the man the face of integration, the face of civil rights, really, was fucking on white prostitutes. How do we tell? How do you tell a little kid that? You can't. Let's bring up Gandhi. Gandhi did a lot for the Indian people. He fought the British nonviolently, which is commendable. We see that he wanted to be the white man. If you uncover Gandhi's history, Gandhi used to want to be the white man. He used to want to be a lawyer or some shit. He wanted to fit in with all these British white boys, but you know what? He realized he couldn't. So, you know, Gandhi goes into becoming Gandhi, basically. But he would sleep with young girls. You know what I'm saying? He would sleep with young girls. Are we supposed to mention that when we talk about the greatness of Gandhi? Let's talk about someone very close to Malcolm X, who and he held this man dear to his heart because he literally saved Malcolm X from death, as Malcolm X will say in his book. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was highly revered in the black community, especially those in black nationalism, those in black separatism, those who believed in, you know, completely cutting out the white man from the from the equation. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the messenger of Allah. This is what they called this man. See, it wasn't just Malcolm who highly revered the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. It was a lot of people. See, the nation of Islam, despite the anti-Semitic, uh, Semitic criticisms they might get, despite the black, you know, like the black supremacy critiques they might get. I fuck with the nation of Islam, like on a foundation level. You know what I mean for black philosophy, for black separatism and black nationalism. I think it's a very great formula for building self-accountability and economics within the black community, but they have flaws. They have flaws. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to dive too deep into them, but the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know, you he was like the Pope to, to these people. You know what I mean? He was the messenger of Allah. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, <clears throat> as you might know, if you don't, then go find out or I'll just tell you. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad ended up sleeping with a few young girls within the within the uh, 
institution and he basically got them pregnant and you know Malcolm X found out whatever and he wasn't he wasn't suspended he wasn't you know he wasn't put on trial no nothing because I mean he's the honorable Elijah Muhammad now Malcolm X finds this out and he holds this man to be very 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 high like literally it's Allah and then it's the honorable Elijah Muhammad like he was the prophet you know what I'm saying that's how Malcolm X looked at him Malcolm X in his book says over many 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 times that he would die for this man or take a bullet or at least there was a time in his life where he would do that okay he finds this out even goes out and reaches out to the to the young women finds out hey yeah it's true he finds out for himself and then he flies out to Arizona wherever Phoenix Arizona or some something or Chicago wherever the honorable Elijah Muhammad was at the time and they actually end up having a conversation about it and Malcolm X used to go to him for counsel for guidance for advising you know what I'm saying to spread his word to spread the honorable Elijah Muhammad's met uh, message they get into a conversation they talk about prophecy now see I'm not one to I'm not very in depth with the Bible, the verses, or anything. I can't tell you in detail about the Bible, but I know a basis of it, right? Jesus, Mary, uh, his disciples, Judas. Like, I just, you know, just from conversation and just, you know, whatever, reading here and there. He basically tells Malcolm X that he's fulfilling a prophecy. By getting these young women pregnant, he was fulfilling a prophecy. And Allah sent him to fulfill a prophecy. How? How? What? That, that makes no sense. But anyway, he compared it to, I guess, Noah who got drunk. But didn't know how to build a boat. I don't know. Basically, bro, he started referring to the. This is literally in the book. Like, I should have, man. I should have. I should have like marked it down and read it off to y'all. But basically, <clears throat> basically, he's trying to justify his actions with the Bible and with certain prophets within the bible now this is when i talk about substance versus symbolism see the substance is that the honorable elijah muhammad went against his own ethics and morals as a man the substance is dr king was sleeping with prostitutes and having threesomes You see, the symbolism is that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad lifted the black man's mind, lifted the black man's conscious spirit, and led him toward Allah and Islam. The substance is he was teaching a very, let me say this, how do I say this? He was teaching his own interpretation of Islam. It wasn't true Islam. It's not true Islam. 
He teaches Islam in order to help the black man, the black mind. And over and over again, I keep seeing this in life. Over and over again, I keep seeing this duality of good and bad within everybody. And that's the thing about history. And that's the thing about our own minds. I don't know if it's cognitive dissonance. I don't know if it's like, I don't know what you want to call it. But it's being selective. And history is selective. Our minds are naturally selective. See, we don't see the totality of everything. We only want to recognize what we want to recognize. We only want to be mindful of what we want to be mindful of. And that's just the truth. And sometimes, you know, when I find out that my heroes did some did some snake shit or might have done some fucked up shit, you know, I have to accept it for what it is. Because one, I am not that man. Two, God didn't make us to be perfect. Three, who am I to judge? I've done some things that are wrong in my life. You know, I try to do right as much as I try to do right. I probably end up doing more wrong. So what do we focus on? What's the message? What do we take away from the totality of the message? Well, the first thing, like I already said, is to realize that humans have flaws. The second thing I want to say is focus on the totality of a person. Focus on everything that they've done, good and bad, and see them for what they are, which are human beings. Flawed, imperfect human beings. We are flawed. We are imperfect. I am imperfect. Nothing about me is perfect. Nothing about me is 100% good. Nothing about me is 100% positive, I should say. You know? And that's what we have to get to. The third thing is you have to let people, especially black men, develop. This whole cancel culture, this is stopping development in young people. You have to let people develop on their own. You have to let people grow. You see, at the time that Malcolm X died, despite the pimping and armed robbery and the going to prison and then, you know, attaching himself to a false narrative of Islam and then at the end of his life, he actually finds Islam and actually stops I'm not going to say he didn't stop hating the white man, but he realized that not all white people are evil. He was able to develop a human conscience, and he was able to put away the devil talk, which, I mean, I'm a, that's like a different podcast for another day to really just get in, um, to get into the to the roots and weeds and to the soil of who Malcolm X actually was and his growth. 
actually towards the, towards the end of his life, he actually wanted to unite all black people of all religions and cultures. So that included black people in the Caribbeans, in the West Indies, in Africa, in black in you know, in America, in South America, where black people were are common, you know what I'm saying? Cuz the united front of black people is based on our melanin, based on our skin. And that's how it should be. It doesn't matter if it, you know, another brother is Christian or Catholic or Presbyterian or I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? You got a PhD in engineering or all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter if it's a black woman. It don't matter if it's black LGBTQ. I don't care. We're united through melanin, brother. We're united through our skin color, sister. That's how I really feel. That's really how I feel, honestly. But... We have to start seeing people as a total human being, as a complete human being. And we have to stop we have to stop being selective of what we want to believe and what we want to see. You know what I'm saying? Cuz especially on social media, they'll push a narrative that you might not like. They'll push a narrative that they know that you hate and that you oppose now get you angry get you emotional my name is Andre the Khan you just finished the whole episode of the Concast I hope y'all enjoyed this episode I hope y'all got something to think about and to take away from this um substance versus symbolism symbolism versus substance what do you think is more important the substance or the symbolism to me, I think they're both important, but I'm totally open to hearing uh, other people's ideas about this. Um, let me know what y'all think. Hit me on Instagram at O-N-D-R-E-T-H-A-K-H-A-N underscore underscore. Go on to my website, Andre the Khan, O-N-D-R-E-T-H-A-K-H-A-N dot com. I'm out.